Hi, this is Scott, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk to everyone in the local music scene here in the Del Mar area. Today on the show, we have local favorites, Bleach. Danny, Chuck, Mark, and Joe joined me on a Zoom podcast. We talked about where the band came from, how this year and this corona pandemic has affected them, and how they write their music, amongst other things, as we talked along the way. This was my first experience with a Zoom platform. Although the uh, audio didn't turn out as well as I thought it may, I think it's pretty good. There's some glitchiness in the audio. I apologize for that now. So hang around after the podcast for cut off the original release, Appalachian. And without further ado, here's Bleach. Okay, Danny, Chuck, and Mark from Bleach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having us, Scott. Thanks, Scott. And, and Joe, the drummer, is having some computer issues, so hopefully he'll be joining at some point here uh, as we move through. But um, So just to get all this out of the way really quickly, Danny and Chuck, I've known you guys like forever and ever and ever. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just clear that stuff. right up. We're just about family, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's been that long. So what's going on with you guys? What's, what's, what's Bleach been up to? Oh, man. A lot of quarantine. Yeah, right, uh, right. We, Still uh, gigging when we can. Yeah, we played, we've done a couple shows. Um, there's been a, several of them that have been, you know, canceled for the obvious reasons. But uh, we've tried to, we've tried to do them, you know, socially distance, and, you know, safely right. when we can. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I, you know, we've been, I saw you guys were doing some things over at the VFW, some uh, weekday things and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, we still get together um, when we can, um, whether it's over, you know, FaceTime or if we can together to, you know, get together at some capacity, talk about the band, what we want to do, our projects we want to do. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've been we've been doing a lot of that, which is pretty, pretty fun. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's different. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything's yeah, changed so much in just the past year, huh? Yeah, right. You know, wow. think of a year back, what we were all had all these grand hopes and schemes working, and, you know, that went to crap real quick. But yeah. actually, I will say Didn't take that, long, that, huh? Yeah, I, I will say, like, you know, the, the smaller stuff's fairly easy to get still. Um, it's the full band gigs that, you know, it's it's been suffering. Yeah, for oh, sure. Sorry. We've definitely felt the impact there. I think, I think like everyone. Yeah. We had, had a good, good number of them, I guess, uh, spring and summer, but fall kind of tapered out. And then during the winter so far, I think we, I don't know when the, when was the last time we had a full band gig it was like October. Hmm. I think it, it, it must've been because, uh, I mean, I, I guess a lot of those shows where we can play with them have been outside shows. You know, the, the yeah. inside the inside venues just can't support, you know, full bands, unfortunately. Um, right. So, yeah, it had, had to have been back, you know, when it was a, an outside show. Oh, Man, I think that was mine was at the VFW when we were playing outside. Yeah, I'll back there, yeah. And that's yeah. when, uh, yeah, I'll back. It's, that, that was the mm-hmm. night where I was, yeah. I was sick with yeah. the freaking sinus infection and couldn't sing, so. Oh. <laughs> <It's> that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. when that happens was not yeah good. i think that's a, probably oh, yeah. the last one i did was uh with the band was uh yeah it was outside it was a nice uh, that um there's an ice cream place down outside of uh dover uh trey dolce i think it's called but it's kind of a uh it's an ice cream place and they got a miniature golf and it's kind of a family thing and you you sort of play outside on the uh on the on the um uh, on oh, the wow. porch basically yeah it's, it's a lot cool. of fun we i like i like doing it you know it's a it's a very family oriented thing lots of kids around and everybody having fun eating ice cream so yeah that's cool can't beat that yeah that's the last thing i've done i mean other than i played some you know some some solo stuff uh, and i like doing that but i like it and i don't like it you know you know how you know how it is man the full band is it's like i like hanging out yeah i mean you, yep. that's what you you feed off the energy of all the other guys Band. I mean, right. That's what makes it so and fun. When, you there, when you're there by yourself, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like, I'm glad I'm performing, but it's nice to share yeah, the workload. Really right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's that's the good thing about the band situation is, is, you know, you can kind of divide things up and you don't have to carry the load. When you're there by yourself, it's like, oh my gosh, what, how does that go again? 
<laughs> I'm gonna play how much longer? Oh, yeah, oh, right. It's, yeah. it's all you all the time. <laughs> don't don't want to be a clock watcher, right? So so let's get down to it. So tell me tell me about the beginnings of Bleach. Uh, and 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 I I oh, oh there's Joe right there. Oh, is he in? I think I think he's in. Yes, Joe Bay. There he is. Oh, okay, here he comes. There he is. Here All he is. right. Very strong beard game. <laughs> Both Joe and Mark have great beards here. I, li- I like it. I like the quarantine beards. And Chuck, don't forget about Chuck's quarantine. <laughs> right. Hey, so, so just just as, a, as a, just as a, oh yeah. <laughs> Joe, how are you? I'm good. So hold on, I'm going to go computer audio. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. the trick the trick about being a drummer is that you're supposed to show up to the gig about ten minutes after everybody else because then you know everybody else has unloaded their car and uh, <laughs> you know they can help you with all your stuff. So uh, I apologize truly for being late. It's funny I have a lot more insight into Zoom than I think um, you know a lot of people would know, but um, I just could not get my Mac to stop spinning a beach ball, so I had to go in through work. So oh, you're my. looking at me through my work line and. Uh, I got my uh, African drums and my tribal uh, gurus behind me to support me throughout this call. So, uh, what's <laughs> up, folks? <laughs> All right. All right. What's up, buddy? Showing up, uh, you know, 10 minutes uh, after everybody else set up is really key in the summertime when it's blazing <laughs> hot. Yeah. Hey, I used to play with a drummer years ago that would get there four hours early. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then <laughs> – he get there and he set up his drums. I'm like, why did you put them there? I mean, you know, it's just like, now you got to. Where's the rest of the band going? Yeah, was he Neil Peart? Ah. <laughs> Needed to go there to stake his claim. He gets this. He picks <laughs> a good spot and sets up early. <laughs> so we were just getting ready to get started on the history of Bleach. I'm. I, I mean, I know a bit of the bit of the backstory, but. Uh, you know, I, you know, let's let's talk through how this all started for you, for you guys. Yeah, well, um, I mean, you know, Chuck and I started playing um, together because we lived in the same house with our parents. Right. So we started just jamming and, you know, just, you know, just jamming with each other a lot. Um, then I went to school. I went to college. Um, and when I would come home on the weekends, we would jam and we decided, hey, you know, we're actually getting a little better. Let's try to do something. So. We played, you know, a, a few gigs we could get. We played at, I think, Woody's. Yeah, we um, were the first man to play there. Yeah, yeah, first live entertainment to play there. Um, and immediately were, was never asked back. Um, <laughs> so so we did that. And so then we were fortunate, fortunate enough sure. to meet um, – well, we knew Mark from high school. We actually – actually, is a little side uh, thing that no one really knows. Back in, like, middle school – 1988. Um, yeah, in 1988 or so, um, <laughs> we, like – we knew Mark from school, so we were all good buds, and we would get together in my parents' shed and um, just like play. Like I don't even remember what we play NXS or something. Like, yeah. and, and Mark was jamming on the sax, and he was really, really yeah. good. Like, oh man, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, can I, I know I, that? Um, <laughs> Censor. So, yeah. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so we did that. Well, but then we 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 reunited with um with Mark later. Um, and uh, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, and Keith Dempsey. Um, and we started playing, um, just kicking around in the basement, really doing it. We felt we could, you know, do something maybe and have some gigs. So, um, yeah. but then we did, then we just played a few shows and that it went from there. And then, uh, so that was pretty much that, that era. And then, uh, so we did had, you know, some iterations of the band where, you know, we didn't have a drummer. We did have a drummer. We played, you know, forced ourselves to play acoustic, which we never did before right? Um, as a full band. But then we were really, really fortunate enough to um, to meet Joe, and I really love how this story uh, came about because he's like our man. So, and I think Mark would be better at all, and Joe would be better off telling this story how uh, how Joe came into the band. But it's really cool. I'm happy to take that if you want, Dan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, you want to go, yeah. Joe? Well, yeah, I'll just give you from my perspective. Um, you know, I've been a drummer for a long time since I was 11 and played a lot of different little things and here and there and everything did a couple of big things. And then I was in a rock band in, in Newark, Delaware, uh, graduated in the end of the nineties at uh, the university of Delaware, played some fun places up there, like, you know, the stone balloon and, and uh, the East end cafe used to be called deer park yep. and all that stuff. 
right? Moved to Tallahassee. Tallahassee was, um, you know, really no cover bands at all. And I brought the whole 1990s cover band scene down, I thought, to Tallahassee. Next thing I know, I'm playing the hottest places, the hottest clubs in Tallahassee. If there's anything like, you know, the hottest in Tallahassee. Um, you know, Florida State was the number one football team, football team in the country at the time. Um, you know, I thought the number one need for entertainment would probably be the number one football team in the country. Sure. So on there, so you know, um, I'm playing, you know, me and a bunch of people I never met before, of course, are playing in Tallahassee at some of the best clubs, like I said. Um, got done with that, came back, moved back to Delaware, and I was sitting on my couch one day, and I said, you know what? I'm going to join a band here. I joined a band, and I spent about five years in a band, and I went, I went, and I went, and I went Craigslist. And the very fad, I, I think that Mark posted, said, experiencing rock and roll uh, cover band um, and original act out of Northeast Maryland, Cecil County, Maryland, looking for, you know, an experienced drummer. So, you know, I hit the email, hit the Craigslist, whatever, link button. And right. uh, before I know it, um, I'm standing in Danny's kitchen and Danny's cat comes up to me and rubs around my legs and says, hey, you know, this guy's a good guy. For what I know, that cat hated every single person that ever went through that kitchen. But hey, for some everybody. reason, liked me. So I don't know. Including my girlfriends. I hated everybody. <laughs> Love Joe immediately. Yeah, so literally Craigslist was like the new hot item. You know, I don't know how weird it is now, but Craigslist was the way I found these guys through Mark's ad. Showed up, took a little ride down I-95, um, and, uh, you know, that was 11 years ago. And uh, happy and fortunate to be part of a whole new uh, crew and community in the, in the Northeast folks and the Cecil County folks. I'm in Middleton, Delaware now um, with my family, and uh, we love it here. Um, lots of space to spread out, but, um, you know, that's how it all got together with the drummer here, Joe. There you go. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'd never heard that piece of it before. So, uh, interesting story from Tallahassee to Newark to Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> and a really Weird. cool thing, too, about that whole time is, um, so, you know, we, you know, immediately knew Joe was going to be the guy. So we were like, hey, man, you, you cool with, you know, our practice schedule? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just jam. We're like, all right, well, we have all these gigs lined up. But, you know, get ready to roll. And we really did. Yeah. And really so this is, this is the winter time. So, like. December of 2009. Yeah. Oh, okay. like, our first three gigs got canceled because of snow. The oh, in 2010. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think they were, if I remember correctly, I think they were all original gigs. Um. And then it was kind of like, you know, we got the feeling that Joe was like, are you guys really like, you guys will play out of these basement jammers or whatever. They're like, oh my God. And then we finally did get to play our first gig. And it was at Mojo 13 up in Wilmington. I remember that. And, right. And it was like a foot of snow on the ground and we, everybody made it up there. And so there was like, Major nobody there. and so we, but we got up there and, and we were like, all right, you know, we're going to jam. And I think that we got compensated by one tall boy, Pat's blue ribbon a piece at the end of the night. <laughs> like, pretty much. And we were like, Joe's definitely going to quit. Like he's out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think we ended up with, we, we got an envelope, I think at the end of the night with $6 in it, if I remember <laughs> yeah. correctly. And we're like, okay, let's go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, gotta be yeah. something we could buy with $6. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the life of a musician, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> it was fun, that night we actually played with the touring some type of uh, religious rock band but um they were from i think japan chuck is that right it was japan or somewhere yeah, on the far east right yeah, they're called the amari tones from and they're from uh, tokyo japan yeah so they played with a lot of emotion and, and uh it, it was just interesting to finally get to play with these guys all the originals who played the appalachian record in full um, you know, we got to play with place, uh, uh, I guess, crew or whatever you call them um, from uh, Japan, and that was fun. Wow. And they were over here just touring the East Coast, or? I think they were mostly East Coast, but I think they had some, uh, like, Los Angeles type oh, area, okay. West Coast. Yeah, well, you they, figured. They had, like, a, a show, you know what I mean? Like, they were, like, yeah. doing their jump rock star. They had their whole thing, right. You know, and <laughs> skinny jeans and what, you know. Hey, but for a three-piece, oh. yeah, I liked them. I, you know, they were cool. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's cool. 
and you guys have been rocking it. So like you say, Joe, you've been with them 11 years now. I mean, uh, uh, with the exception of this past year, you guys have pretty, pretty full schedule. You keep. Yeah, I'd say, you know, we certainly have pretty, pretty you know, you know, schedule. I've been in the band since 2009. We've got some launch. Um, you know, there's been some cancellations and we completely understand, you know, the certain environment that we're in right now with COVID and, you know, space restrictions and right. all the different, you know, sketchy stuff. It's really, really, really hard to get a gig as a drummer these days. Yeah, these guys, bad. these guys get to play solo acoustic and sing for the, you know, the, the crew that's in the, in the, in the, in the venue, but, you know, to actually have me um, as a drum, you know, set and, and the whole thing, you know, it's just not something a venue has uh, ready is ready for at the moment. But, um, you know, certainly we've played, I don't know how many gigs from, you know, Baltimore to throughout all the different marinas and, and uh, you know, the Cecil County and the areas and, and all the stuff that we've done, you know, um, yeah. you know, these guys could probably tell you more about all the different fun places they played, but we certainly had a great time. And I certainly miss playing, you know, out well, remember the people that we get to see. What? Remember? Somebody At, said uh, remember. Oh. Can you guys yeah. hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're cutting out. Oh, so so over. Uh, we got together a couple of weeks ago for Christmas, and uh, one of the things that we did to pass the time, since obviously we can't really go out to the bars, we decided as the four of us would get together and try and figure every single venue we've played uh, <laughs> since we've been together for like 24 years. Right. Uh, what do we get to, guys? I think 97 different shows, I think, is what, is, is what we got to. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> different different yeah. venues, I should say. Yeah, it's crazy. And then we tried to think about all, like, the different parties. And we we're like, right. I don't remember all those. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. Once the cake start, well, we don't remember his parties. Right. Well, like you say, I mean, literally 24 years now. <laughs> I mean, you're you, – you're pretty much the longest running act locally here anyway. You have to be. I mean, I don't really know anybody else. I mean, you know. My, How's you know, my hat, maybe? Besides those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, you're in good company. Well, there. you. You're well, I mean, yeah, but I can't keep my shit together for any more than a couple of years at a time. I mean, I, that's just how things <laughs> yeah. happen. I get, I get, I get kind of itchy and have to move on to something new, I guess. But, you know. It's just yeah, if I can reminisce for a second, you know, I think probably the best gigs that we played, we played at a, a bar outside of the Pearl Jam um, concert, and I can't remember the name of the bar. You guys can help Pratt me out. Pratt Street Alehouse. Uh, say it again, Chuck. The Pratt Street Alehouse is what the place was called. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, we showed up, and we had our friend John, who was our sound man back then, and he has these big, huge towers of speakers, and, you know, we set up, and it was kind of cold, and you know, uh, before you know it, we're playing and we're playing all of our 90s uh, covers and, and we had, we sort of incited like a block party. And this is all, this is Pearl Jam's crowd, literally, you know, from, you know, uh, you know, a couple blocks away from where the stadium was that they're about ready to play. But I, can, I remember um, we were right up against the edge of the highway um, and there was at least three or three or people behind me watching us play in a, you know, we're essentially in a circle of a crowd and uh it was just amazing i just remember everybody you were playing you were playing on uh you know uh, I just want to say hello their hand and cheers and just like just like probably probably the first first leech leech and you know we love them too but, but uh, we were so fortunate that was one of the coolest things i think i've ever played with these guys wow yeah, yeah that was that, their that was a great wish list foundation uh Sure. Yeah. yeah. And when, when was that? How, how long ago was that? When was that? It was 60 years ago, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like 2013. <laughs> 2013, I want to say, in the, in the fall, mm-hmm. October, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking that sounds about right. Around then. I think we made them a lot of money for their foundation, too. I think, you know, because of the whole crowd that sort of Pied Piper there went into the, into the bar that day, I think they made somewhere, you know, close to. Eight nine thousand dollars for the foundation, and, and well, we were yeah. Really, uh, yeah, we were happy about that because we saw the woman who had hired us. The, yeah, we ended up uh, out of all the. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mark. 
Oh, I, I, exactly what you're going to say, Chuck. The, the woman who coordinated the event actually got back to us later with the because, like the guy said, it was the Wishlist Foundation, so it was the Pearl Jam. Um, it, it was their their benefit. So they gave all the different stats of like the different cities that they did it in, and even Seattle, Washington, which you would think would be the the highest uh, amount of money they would make, right, uh, was actually second. Baltimore uh, was the number one. Uh, wow. So you know, I got that was kind of nice for us. We we're like, oh, great. Yeah, we were able to help in that way. Oh, that was yeah, that was a lot cool. of fun. A yeah. Sorry, Joe. I think that was story, bug. What were we going to go? No, that was exactly it. You know, like I said, you, you know, Mark had had some kind of connection to, to get us into that gig, and uh, we were blessed to make them all that money um, and to see the scorecard once it came out at the end of the national tour to see wow. that we made, you know, if not the most, um, one of the most amounts of money for the foundation. And uh, it was a hell of a lot of fun and a uh, good memory. Yeah. Wow. That's and cool. nobody got shot. It was yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Go Baltimore. Yeah. And, but yeah, right. Right on. Right on. So uh, you, uh, how about, so your original stuff, you guys, you guys have, have uh, how many, uh, well, I don't know if you, we call them CDs or records or what, what are we calling these things anymore? But uh, you guys get yeah. yeah, I still like to call them records or albums. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, you know, I do. I was going to say, how many records do you have? <laughs> well, well, we only have one still. Right. Um, that is actually you can purchase. Um, it's called Appalachian, and that was we finished that shit in 2000. Well, our, our release was what 2009, Mark? Yeah, May of 2000. Um, and so, but we worked on it. I mean, that's another story. Like we we worked on that for a good bit and. I mean, the songs were, the songs were already written, um, but we just had, you know, a lot of time in the studio that, you know, and, you know, mostly Mark, I'm going to give, you know, Mark all the credit for this because there was a lot of, um, I mean, he learned how to do, you know, how to engineer the whole thing, like without any of us knowing how to record outside of going into a studio. So right. like Mark created his own studio and was like, well, I'm just going to do it, you know, <laughs> you know, screw paying all that money later, I can do it. And so he did, he learned how to do all that. Um, and there was a lot of, we had to like, I don't know, there was a lot of, you know, piecing together through pro tools of things that weren't lining up and right, um, stuff right. that we just couldn't redo, you know, for, you know, a plethora of reasons. Um, <laughs> so we, we sat there a, a, a lot of it, but you know, all, all, uh, all props goes to Mark for making that whole thing happen the way it sounds now. Um, right on. And so, but then now, I mean, and I guess just over the past years okay, after sure. that, I mean, you know, we all work. Right. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's really hard to come home from, you know, a nine hour, 10 hour a day and then go, oh, I'm going to be creative and write this song now. And, you know, it's all going to be like, you know, my work sucks. And, you know, <laughs> you can't write songs about that, and, right. uh, you know, without fear of being fired. But um, <laughs> so we, we, I've been writing a lot of stuff um, with, you know, you know, riffs and things for a long time. Um, and recently, and actually we started to um, get together right before COVID hit over at Mark's house. Um, and we were actually working on this new um, song that we were going to hopefully have out, you know, in February of last year, but then COVID hit and there was, you know, a bunch of, we just couldn't yeah. do it. Um, so, but, um, and that's, if, if one good thing that happened over COVID is that, you know, we all got to work from home. Um, so, you know, and, you know, nobody at work listened to this, but, you know, like, and in my spare time, uh, not that I have any spare time, of course. Right, um, right. You know, but I've been picking up. I pick up the guitar a lot. My guitar is right next to me. Sure. And, and yeah. so it's like it's always there, and I've been always. If I have an idea, I can put it down. Um, and we've actually been um, getting together and, and kind of going over those songs and, and getting everybody familiar with them, um, so everybody can have their own thing. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't had much opportunity with with Joe to come down because Delaware is pretty hard on on the lockdown thing. Right, right. Um, but. Um, I recently just um, upgraded my home studio to kind of mimic what Mark already has. Um, and Chuck did the same thing. So like now we can, you know, if we can record something, whatever, then we can Dropbox it or however, we're, you know, we can to each other. Yeah. So now it's like, we can work on it from home and here I can add this part, and, you know, Chuck or Mark and Joe can say, Hey, you know what? I think this would sound cool. And we can all put our thing on it without actually physically being together. So hopefully that's going to make a huge difference in, um, we, we hope to, you know, get really on it, you know, yeah. 
So yeah. hopefully we have something very, very soon. Gotcha. So to sum up, we have one record out and another in limbo. Yeah. It, 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 it sort of in progress. Yeah. 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 Progress. I guess, I guess that's the fortunate thing about technology because that's what, which, so which, which, what, what doll are you using to do that? What, which, Mark, what's your thing? Which, are you using Pro Tools or? So the, the first, when we did Appalachian, we were using Pro Tools, but, um, Actually, there's been an incredible uh, new piece of software called Reaper um, uh-huh. right. that I found. So just kind of going down the YouTube rabbit holes of, you know, listen, uh, you know, other people, how they're mixing things, just trying to learn it, everything that you can. I found that this uh, this doll Reaper, it's, it's, it's an amazing tool. It's just as versatile as Pro Tools. It's a, the user interface is way easier than Pro Tools. And the uh, to buy it, it's $60. At that's it, sixty dollars oh, wow. for this uh, service. It's a, it's a, um, uh, yeah, and it, and it works tremendously well. I'm I'm actually learning that a lot of uh, uh you know a lot of pros are, are starting to move this way. The oh, company I, I just learned this the other day. The reason why it's so great and it's so cheap is the people that created Winamp back in the '90s and the early right. 2000s mm-hmm. um, made a ton of money off of that uh, off of that software. They basically turned it into this Reaper uh, product. And they give it away for pretty much next to nothing. It's a, it's an wow. amazing tool. And you guys all have it. So, and that's I, I was going to say that's the great thing about the technology today is because um, I kind of do the same thing with Persona Studio One and like you, you cut your track and then you know I can email it out and then you know let somebody put a baseline on it or a drum line or whatever mm-hmm. and, and and then they send it back to me and I I stitch it all together here. So uh, I mean. I, I remember years ago, um, Aerosmith did one of their albums that way, but it was more like they, they mailed, they took a hard drive and mailed a hard drive around to, uh, you know, between the members and everybody worked on it at home. That was, this has been 20 years ago at least. Oh, yeah. But I was like, well, that's a cool way to do it. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, wow. that's the way of the future. And, and, and here we are, I guess. You just, you just, I mean, in, in my opinion though, you, you kind of miss out on the, the energy with yes. everybody else sitting, I mean, not that, you know, if we're, if we're trying to pound out a melody, you know, and Joe's behind the kit going, all right, guys, you know, when, when did the drums kick in, you know, like, <laughs> so, but you, you kind of miss that energy of everybody being at the same time rehearsing, which obviously we're going to do before we actually record what we're right, going to yeah. have. So everybody knows what to add to the song, but um, that's the only thing like I'm, I'm, you know, with, with this kind of technology draw is a drawback for me, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, it's great that you have this opportunity to do it so you can still be productive and not just go, okay, well, we'll wait until five years when, you know, hopefully everybody can see each other. You know? Yeah, where we're allowed to go do something again, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's nothing, again, it's just like a gig. I mean, just, there's nothing like sitting in the room with everybody and kind of feeding off that energy. And, and, and you know, even the, uh, even the uh, uh, critical comments. I guess we'll just say, just like, well, could you do this or could you do that? And, you know, that, that kind of thing from your, your bandmates really kind of, that, yeah. that really helps a lot. I think this would sound cool here. Maybe if we stop here and then build it, build into this or right. yeah. Like anything, you know, that you missed that. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, Jibu disappeared. Oh, he, he's going to, he's BRB and oh. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I, and, and, yeah. and exactly. It's like, um, because I'll sit here and do it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that, I don't know if that sucks or not. I mean, I, I, I it sounds all right to me, but somebody else might say, what the hell are you thinking? So <laughs> Mark and I had the same conversation the other day. I was like, cause I had this riff and actually, and, and, and Chuck was here, we were, we were like, I was kind of showing him this weird riff that I had. And you know, I don't write anything overly complicated. It's all four, four kind of, you know, stuff. And then, but this one was kind of like, weird and i was kind of like you know and i was like oh, i don't know i was like that's where i need to to joe like we definitely have to defer to joe on it because i'm like he's gonna he's like you know an amazing you know guru and knows you know he went to school for music so he's like you know we don't know any of that stuff so but i was like this sounds real it sounds typically trained um it, yeah. yeah oh he's i think he's back yeah okay, he's back yeah but yeah, i was like riff is off time and it sounds right to me but i'm like but I'm just been playing it so much that maybe it's, it, maybe it sucks. Maybe it's not even, it's going to be weird. So I was like, I need Joe to be like, 
oh, they'll, no, this is actually pretty cool off time. Or, dude, you can't play it like this. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's just, so I'm waiting to get this riff to him so he can he can hear it. Yeah, you know, and I think from listening to a whole lot of music and you know not recording a whole lot of music, I think the best really important thing is. is um, when we record, once we get everything all together, all our parts mapped out, we're going to attempt to play everything live. Um, however, that's going to go and be in different rooms, things like that. Um, I think, in my opinion, the best you know performances are usually live, not us, for you know the, the bands that you like. Like, and and it's because everything isn't like robotically quantized. Right. You have, you know, we can certainly play to a metric. You know, we can certainly play you know perfectly correct. But there has to be a human element to it so that it breathes. Yeah. And, you know, you listen to, like, the White Stripes where Jack White and Meg White are, White are playing. And Meg is, you know, basically a primal drummer where she's just playing with her wrists, you know, as best she possibly can and, and just has that, like, sheer, you know, aggravation to her sound in the end of it. You know, there's a ton of bands that you heard over the course of the years. Like, if you ever listen to the Squirrel Nut Zippers, mm-hmm. right? They right. play with one microphone right in the middle of this of their room, and then that's what it sounds like. So, you know, as much as we want to spend, as much time as we want to spend, you know, sort of like the programs that you can do, to me, it's the human element that really, you know, has to triumph. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I, and I know, you know, uh, I mean, I have a, a drummer friend of, of mine that I, I actually, I mean, the folks locally around here are playing to kick or to click tracks and, and I'm good with all that. I guess, I guess at some point you can get used to it. Cause I see, he said, if you do it enough, it, it, it comes natural and you, it, it's part of what you're doing. But to me, it's just still, it still sounds like click, click, click. And I'm like, am I in front of it? Am I behind it? Am I on it? I mean, I, I, I guess maybe I'm I'm too conscious of it or something, and I guess you have to get to the point where you're you're not so conscious. But you're right. I mean, there's there's got to be a bit. Of, there's got to be feel. If it doesn't have feel, then it's just too robotic, and you know, then then you then you sound like you know top forty radio <laughs> at that point. Yeah, and it it is tough to um to do that though. Like you know, I mean, I don't think it's as it's as tough as like if you're like as a guitar player. And, you, and you're listening to a, a, a click track and you're like, okay, I can stay on it. But then you're right. Then you're like, if I want to just hit this little extra riff in there that I just wanted, I felt like came up with, then I might not be back on. And then, then am I behind it or am I in front of it? And then you're like, oh man, you know, that, that, but then it's like, when you have that, that whole drum beat there and the, and the, and the bass and the other guitars and everything there, it's like, well, and you do it live and you may speed up maybe a tiny bit or slow down a tiny bit or, Somebody's a little off, then it doesn't matter because it's still yes. cohesive. Yeah. Still has a, a wise man, Dan, a wise man, and I've told you this before, a wise man once told me that the swing in any type of recording is the push and the pull between any of the elements in the band. It's not the it's always in the drive out being behind or being, or being a little bit ahead. And that's completely fine. You don't want to be a robot. You don't want to, you don't want to play it perfectly square. You want, to, you want to just make it you and you want to let it breathe. And that's, that's my point. The whole thing. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. agree. I agree. So, so, I mean, it sounds, it's, it sounds like it's a collaborative effort when you guys do write. I mean, who, who's the lyricist? Um, mostly me to this point. Um, uh-huh. And it's that's, and to me, that's like the, not the hardest thing. I think the hardest thing to do is what I struggle with is finding the, like, uh, I guess it's the way that like the cadence or the, or how you sing it. Like I can come up with words. I can come up with a melody of a song, but it's like, how do I sing this over top of this guitar riff? Right. That's always been the, the hardest thing for me. Um, so sometimes that takes a little bit, but, um, but yeah, but I mean, you know, as far as, you know, yeah, so as far as lyrics, that's how it goes. And mm-hmm. I don't really sit down and write. Um, it's rare that I sit down and write like a full song. Like I just take, you know, I write stuff all the time, little bits and pieces. And I'll see if that works with that. And maybe, then maybe I'll build off of that for something else. Or, you know, something that I wrote 20 years ago, I might go, oh, yeah, that was a cool line. You know, right. I've been waiting to use that somewhere. I've been waiting to use that word, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So, um uh... We uh, we just uh, we just actually we just went down uh, 
uh, two weekends ago to the Ramshead and saw a band called Carbon Leaf out of Richmond. Oh, wow. There's bands down at Ramshead still? Well, that they were the last ones before they what all this other mess is going on i oh. mean they were they were you know how you know how the everybody you know you have the little plastic thing that you put the drummer in like all the, the all, all the worship people put the drummer behind the uh, in the little acrylic uh cage oh yeah bubble boy the whole stage was a it was kind yeah. of it was, it was it was different for sure oh wow yeah, the whole, I mean, the whole stage there at Ramshead was just a big uh, acrylic, uh, eight foot tall thing. So they were sort of like in the queue. Sneeze guard. Yeah, we we all had to, you know, we all had, nobody could stand up, or you know, you had to sit at your table and all that. But oh, but my point is, um, I I was listening to a podcast with Barry, the guy that writes all their songs, and he said the same thing. He said I I'll like write something down, and I he said I have a big jar, and I just put things in the jar. You know, just ideas here and there, whether it's a, oh. a line or a title of a song or something. And then every once in a while, I just empty the jar out and I just put lay all the pieces out. And I'm like, well, that's, that's a pretty good idea, I think, you know, just because that to me, that's how yeah. it's coming. They come in bits and pieces like that. I mean, sometimes you sometimes you, you hit gold, man, and you can write a whole song out in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you're done. Right. and, and other times you just get, well, that's a cool line right there. But what else could go with it? So. Yeah, yeah. You, but like you're saying, you just sort of collect these things over the years, and and you know, and and hopefully at some point put them together. Yeah, and hopefully it's some kind of cohesive thing. And but you know, like what I used to always read about, you know, like you know, the Beatles writing songs and stuff, and you know, just the the way they wrote lyrics is just like you know, we just you know write stuff down, and sometimes it makes sense to other people, but we were just writing stuff to rhyme and you know, we just threw it in there. And then people were like, really? I thought, you know, this was about this. I was like, no, we just kind of really deep meaning. Yeah. This, this works. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know? And then somebody else, want, I remember somebody once said, uh, don't let a word get in the re- get in the way of a good rhyme. So, cause sometimes that, you know, sometimes you hear something, you ah. go, what did, what, what did he just say? <laughs> uh, but it, but it, it, you know, it fit with the song. I forget who said that, but I'm like, well, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I just think that, I, you know, I, and I, I love lyrics too. Hey, Mr. Murphy. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Murphy, the cat paying a visit. Yeah. Like I really, I really, you know, <laughs> enjoy lyrics and, and I don't want to go near his butt. All right, sorry, sorry. But um, I, I always, I always think that, that, that the melody and the, and the music should be number one. Sure. Yeah. Because the way I look at it is, is if like, you can have the best lyrics in the world, but if the song's crap, no one's going to listen to it. Right. You know, right. and hopefully you do have really good lyrics to go on with it. But I like to think that, you know, you come up with a cool riff or a cool melody and then the song's pumping. Then it's like, you know, I think, and I think it was, I, I use this a lot when I talk to people. Um, and I think Drew Barrymore said this, she was like, you know, like a song's like, like, like when you meet someone for the first time or like a relationship. So like, the song is like what you would, what attracts you to that person, like the melody. And then the lyrics are when you get to know that person. Oh, okay. You know? so like you wow. hear like a song on the radio the first time you're like, doo, 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 doo. oh man, this is dope. And then you go back. I don't know what they were saying. Then you go back and you listen to it. And you're like, oh, now I really like this song because of what they're saying. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. hopefully, you know, we can get some, get some stuff that way, you know. And that, that's kind of, that's kind of a, that's funny you say that. Cause I just, I know that when I hear music, I always hear the music first, you know, I've never, you know, I, you know, and I've had to go back and, you know, actually listen to the song and say, oh, that's what it's about, you know, because I'm, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm, maybe we're similar is I'll, I'll hear the music or I'll hear the groove and that's what I'm, the word, I, initially the words are just something that come, but then, you know, then yeah. I, I, I need to pay more attention, I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, man, I really like this song, and now it's going to make me cry if I listen to these lyrics. <laughs> yeah, no, but but I think you know, as uh, we all sort of grew up in the end of the '90s, you know, in yeah. terms of our musical experience, and back then, you know, you could never understand what anybody was saying. You couldn't understand. I couldn't understand what Billy Corgan was saying in any one of the Smashing Pumpkins songs. You know, I couldn't understand really what Eddie Vedder was saying. You know, to this right. day, what is he saying in Yellow Lead Better? I think Danny has a good. Uh, you know, uh, transcription of what he's sort of saying, but nobody ever really knows. And I don't think that there was, you know, back then, I don't think that the lyrics had 
is amazingly easy to find. You can ask Siri, what are the lyrics to, you know, some song right now, and it'll come up on your phone. But, you know, I think that what you guys have said in terms of the music being first, the music is absolutely, you know, has always been first and how we've grown up. Maybe the yeah. culture that is happening right now, maybe they think about the words first, or maybe they think about what kind of, you know, outfit the person is wearing and who knows what, but, you know, back in our day when we grew up listening to rock and roll, it was hard to understand the lyrics, you know, that the, the, the names of the songs of Nirvana means nothing to do with what he's talking about in a lot of cases. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just like a word. It's like an art. It's a, it's naming a painting, something that the person thought of that day. And, and, you know, the lyrics were not that, but, uh, as you listen to newer artists that we all like, you know, Connor Oberst, um, you know, has the, the amazing wordsmith capabilities, you know, that t- paints the best picture of words. Um, you got, uh, you know, the Death Cab for Cutie, Benjamin Gibbard. His words are just unbelievable. It's stuff we don't call, you know, but it's stuff that, stuff that we listen to at home, at least I do. And, uh, you, know, you know, you really get to appreciate some lyricists these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's that. I mean, it's a whole, you know, it's like it's like songwriters row down in Nashville. You know, I mean, these people sit down there, these and they're extremely creative people, obviously. And they they just pump this stuff out every day. And, I, you know, I, I I mean, I got this I got a notebook sits right here on the desk with me. And, and I, I'm trying I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to like, you know, everybody says you need to write once a day. Just, you know, it's a muscle memory thing. And after a while, you'll you'll just get better and better. But it's tough to do. Oh yeah. And, and that's another thing, like, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier, like, you know, working and coming home and it's like, you can go, okay, you know what I have, you know, I have Friday, like I, I took Friday off because I'm going to get in the studio and I'm going to like pump out a song. And then you get up at eight, you know, you have your coffee and you're sitting there, you're like, yeah, I'm going to write the best song ever. And then you're like, you sit there. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I've got nothing. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is a waste. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, but you know, and it, it can come to you, you know, at three in the morning when you're sleeping, you get, I mean, I'm sure you've done that, get out of bed and like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Something. Or, you know, and then, you know, it, 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 that, that all hits you at different, at different times. You can't really just like have a day where you just go, okay, well, I'm going to dedicate this. To, I mean, you can, but. Right. It does not work on schedules. So, right. Yeah. Create, yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right there. I mean, and there's the, you know, I'll sit there and I'll write something down and I'll think that's pretty good. And then I'll look at it, you know, like tomorrow, I'm like, I don't know if it's any good or not. (laughs) And that's the doubt part. I mean, you you know, uh, and I have that. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been writing this, these, I've been writing songs down forever now, but I, I very, very, very rarely ever play them in front of anybody because I, I don't know if they're any good or not and that, that's just that's an issue that I have that I'm trying to work through and I'm shit I'm 63 years old I still haven't been able to work through that yet you know oh I hear you I have I have a lot of songs that are just you know I think are crap that I would never like play in front of these guys they'd be like dude no no <laughs> you know, so I'm like so like I'm really I'm really selective of what I try to show these guys yes and, you know it's it sucks so it's like okay well you have like you you had like 10 more years and you only have 13 songs, dude. That's like, no, I have about a hundred and a billion of them, but right. you're not going to hear any of those. That's why I don't you know. <laughs> well, cause, um, um, Rick Rubin does a podcast called broken record where he talks, I mean, you know, Rick Rubin's Rick Rubin. He talks to everybody, you know, but he had a thing. He had Bruce Springsteen on a couple of uh, last month or, or a few weeks back. And, and it's like all those guys. I mean, Tom Petty, I mean, I mean, he, Bruce Springsteen said, yeah, I probably got 150, 200 songs that, you know, have, have, they're all done, but nobody's ever heard them. And, you know, maybe we'll put them out one of these days. And and, and I remember I, I was listening to him talk about when he did Wildflowers with Tom Petty and how I mean, I, I never really thought about how much of a process. I mean, you go in, you want to make a record with 13 or 14 songs and you have 50 songs and, and somebody's got to sort through them and pick them out and put them in order. You know, and I never, I, I guess I never thought of, uh, about that approach to it or, or, or how deep that is. Cause it's, it's very, you know, that's very important when you put something together, how's it start and how's it end? And what's, is there a common thread through the whole thing? So, yeah. And, 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 you know, and you also gotta, you know, you know, as a band think, okay, what, what, what sound do we want for this record? Yes. You know, yeah. Like it, you know, th- here's a lot of songs that sound like the last record, but 
here's a lot of songs that are new and here's songs that are like avant-garde that doesn't sound like anything, but do we want to put out something that no one can relate to? Do we want right. to put out something similar to our old stuff? Do we want to do both? Do we want to have acoustic stuff? You know, so it's, it's really, it's really, I guess, what, what everybody feels strongly about what they want to put on, you know, attach their name to and sound, you know, and really work on. You know, and it's it like yeah, it's a collaborative effort, and and uh, yeah, getting get like I say you got every you got to have everybody's buy-in, I guess you know yeah uh, for sure to do that. But you're right. I mean, you want to mm-hmm. grow as an artist, and 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 you, and you you know you've got one you've got one in the pocket now. So how can we how can we sound a bit like that, but sound different at the same time, and 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 take us you know in a, in a new direction, I guess. Sure. Or, you know, I think it's fair to say like, that the new album is going to be a complete departure from the last record. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. I mean, we. I, I mean, over the years, even though it's been a lot of cover shows and stuff, I mean, I think we we kind of cultivated our own our own sound. Yes. That we, that we do sound different, even though there are other people's songs. Like we do sound different than you know a lot of other bands that are around here. Um. So it's so we want to we want to we want people that you know, that come to see us now that like to listen to our music covers and originals that, you know, we don't, we want them to notice that it's us, but we also, you know, want to kind of branch out and do some stuff that that's just not the first record over, you know? Yeah. 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 They just don't want to retread the, the old wheels. Yeah. It, no, I, I get that. And I, I, w- I was always the same way in bands. I mean, like, I, I you know, you know, we spent however long doing covers, but I'm like, I would, I would never, I would listen to the cover maybe two times and then spin it into whatever it turned into in the band. And, and somebody would say, let's, let's learn this guitar lick, you know, for note. And I'm like, no, wait, wait, no, no. I, I, you know, I, I'm cool with playing the song, but let's, let's do our own spin on the thing. And I mean, I think it was all right. I mean, that, yeah, no, that's, that, that's totally the idea. You know, we always, always oh, talk about hear that song out. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think I'm I'm proud of with this band is that we sort of never have a set list that's set in stone. Danny always comes up with a, a list of songs and says, here's our songs, and it's become a list of suggestions more than a set list ever. And, uh, you know, we look at each other and we say, okay, what do you want to play now? We feel out the crowd, feel out what's going on, and feel out what we're creative, you know, trying to do at that moment. And, you know, do we want to dig deep? And sometimes we play songs that aren't even on the set list, like who well, the set list, the, the list of suggestions. So, you know, there's maybe 60 to 70 songs on this piece of paper. And then I'll try really hard to think of a song that's not on there that we can just try to bust it out and play it back because that'd be fun. You know, we try to keep it fun. We try to keep it light. And, and uh, you know, we don't play songs note for note. I don't think right. that's what the idea is. It's about, you know, personifying what the song is to you, what the song is to the people that want to hear it and uh, making them happy as you're performing. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I agree. Because you're not that, that, well, If they want to hear that, exactly. I want to hear the song, pick up the CD. When I'm yeah. about to hear, I don't want to hear the end of Eagle's song. I want to do it. You know, that's that's exciting to me. As you know, what song are you going to play? How are you that song? Um, yeah, that's pretty great. It's it's funny you say that about the set list because I I I, I think that's that's one identifying factor in in my my band history. I, we were I remember this has been years ago, but uh, we we got somewhere and uh, somebody said, "Hey, Scott." Do you have a set list made up? And everybody in the, else in the band just started laughing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I, I can kind of, I, I, same thing. I can give you some guidelines, but I mean, I, and I'm one, you know, you guys are, and you guys have been doing this long enough too. You know that. I mean, you, 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 you got to play off the crowd. I mean, you can, you can feel what the crowds, what they're doing and what they're thinking and, and, and do next. I mean, if, if they're rocking, you're not going to throw a slow song and you're like, okay, all right, all right skip the next two we're going to go we're going to do this yeah 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 you know and my experience seeing bands you look at bands like muse muse basically is like a broadway production they play the same songs in the same order with the same theatrics every single night i love muse i think muse is awesome i think the song hysteria is one of the best songs it was the song that my wife and i came out on uh, for our uh, wedding reception 
Um, but, you know, it's a robotic situation where they play the same thing every night. I was in the Hard Rock Cafe, I think, um, San Francisco, and I looked up uh, in the bathroom line, and there was like a lighting transcription thing that said all the different marks is like three minutes and 38.2 seconds you're supposed to hit this light and the band's going to play this exact thing because they're all playing to a click or for you know and and all this and that and you know i don't know those guys you know all these bands that are having they're, they're, they're making their lives doing what they did um before covid you know god bless them and, and they're awesome but uh you know to me it's more about the human element which i keep harping on yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely right. spontaneity i agree Keep it fresh for everybody, you know, and especially like, you know, with without being able to play a, a lot of original, you know, places around here um, that want that, I and mean, we can we sprinkle them in, you know, here and there. Um, but like, it, it's 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 hard to, you know, it's hard to keep, you know, people into it if you if okay okay so we're playing this place in Northeast and this place in Elkton and this place in Chesapeake City. And people are like, well, I really like your band. And then they go to hear it, go to hear us, and they heard the exact same songs at each show. They're going to be like, well, I'm not going to come back for a while. Right. So, for to Joe's point, that's why we're like, we try to just say, hey, man, Mix let's up. throw something else in there. Let's play this, and you know. And Mark will say, hey, let's play something that we usually have on the third set list, which is the third suggestion line on the paper. <laughs> you know, how about we start? Let's do this. Let's play this right now. It's like, oh, we shouldn't we wait for. Yeah, jam keep it going. You know, or get a yep. while there and just like Joe was saying, pull something that's not even on the list at all and hope it stays together long enough to resemble something that's <laughs> on. Yeah. Well, you got to keep it fresh, even even for you Wait, guys with funny. the band. For a large. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, part Mark. of uh, our our. Oh, that, for the large part here, we uh, we kind of. Try to wake request, not because there's every necessarily like we knew the songs were going to in what order they were in, but I think that the longer we've been together and the, and the more we played together, the more comfortable we are, and the song you know kind of grown, you know the artists that we that that were kind of the years, um, it's it is a lot of feel to you know, see how you play, you know well you're one. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's not quite able to you know try try and take the the past now, which we we never really in the and and I make them of them, which is which is another why I think the set list changes so much because we do try and uh, take as many requests as possible. Yeah, well, and 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 the same thing is, I mean, you you got to keep it kind of fresh for you you guys too, because if you do the same. 12 or 13 songs night after night, like you're saying, just after a while, it's just like, okay, 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 okay. I mean, you gotta, you gotta mix them up. I don't know. That's the way I look at it. I, and I don't get, a, there's a lot of people that vehement, vehemently disagree with the way I do things sometimes, but I, you know, it's gotta be fresh or I, it's, it's like, it's a little bit like living on the edge, you know I mean? You don't want to get too comfortable with what you're doing. I don't think because that sort of takes the excitement out of it. And that that's what we don't want. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And and people can tell that people can tell if you're just going through the motions versus mm-hmm. if you're having really fun doing what you're doing. And if you're having fun, they're having fun. If you're up there just kind of going through it, then there's not even want to pay attention. Yeah. If you're just phoning it in, you know, it's like they, they can pick that up and you know, it's, oh, it's yeah. you know, 2010, I think, or 2011, the summer, we were playing basically Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon. And I remember sitting, looking down at the set list on a Sunday afternoon when it was like 90 degrees and we played about the third song. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to play all these rest of these songs right now because I'm so tired of these same songs in the same order. And, uh, you know, over the course of years, we've, you know, grown together as a band and learned a lot more songs. And, yeah. you know, now we can pick whatever and like like Chuck said, just come up with some song that we all know is not on the list and we can't we forgot we even knew it. And that's what makes it fun. You know, just yeah. you yell it out and say, Oh yeah, I forgot about that song. And then you have to think what chord is it, you know, what's the first chords and how does it start and what's the what's the words? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Because a lot of times I, how many times does it happen to you? You'll you'll do that 
And it, I mean, and I'll look at the guys. Uh, this is a couple of years back, but I look at the guy. I just could. You give me the first word, and I got the song. But I'm like, damn, I, what is the first word? And you know, we're doing, we're going through the same chord progression. You know, once, twice. We're on the third time through, and they're finally like, and or whatever it is. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel your pain on that one, brother. Oh my god, just the oh, first you are, word. No, you are no. And then, and, and then, yeah, and then when the other guy, like, you know, the other guy is looking at it, go, I can't remember either. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I definitely feel your pain. Cause I mean, that's the other thing I think that that's really cool about our band is that, you know, we don't use sheet music or lyric sheets or references or iPads. <laughs> we, you know, we get up there and we know what we're, you know, we know what we're doing, you know, you know, hopefully the best that we can. Going off memory. Anyway. And so it's like, you know, cause I mean, that, that's what I think is cool. Like you see the pro bands, they're up there reading the lyrics that makes it more robotic it's like get up there and kind of know your craft yeah you know yeah. the way yeah. i look at it and well and, and I, I will agree with you 100 percent. but i will tell you that i have to use an ipad now because i just i can't remember them anymore i i do i mean uh but if if again if we're going through the same set list night after night then yeah you know it's easy but yeah I just i'm at the point now where i gotta i gotta I mean, you know, they they got even the even the pro guys got they got the full size, you know, they got the teleprompters going. Yeah, you just can't oh, see them. Sure. It just I just find it irritating when you know that you just you're watching them read. Yes, you know, one yeah. thing to keep it there is kind of a, a, a to spot look and say, okay, here's where I'm at. Right. But when they're just, when they're literally they got the microphone and they're just like reading off the things, like, come on, what is this karaoke? Right, because that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. I, I, yeah. I never respect anybody. That's just my my opinion. No, I I, I, no, I agree. I, I remember we were down in Key West a few years ago and, you know, how those dudes down there, you know, it's like playing in Nashville. I mean, you once you start playing, you're 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 you play four straight hours because soon, soon somebody takes a break. Everybody's out the door to the next bar. You know, no. the next guy's playing. So, I mean, these guys are literally like staring at their phone and playing through chords off of like ultimate guitar or whatever. And I'm like, oh, right. come on. You know, you'll check out, uh, you know, the 70s videos of James Brown's band playing, um, you know, for four hours straight. You got Bootsy Collins, the bass player, and he he would, you know, everybody in in James Brown and, uh, you know, also as a parliament, I'm thinking of. Parliament, you know, they all wear their exotic outfits and then Bootsy would end up wearing a diaper, right? And then you ask him, well, Bootsy, why are you wearing a diaper? You just want to look like a baby doll? And he's like, no, man, I got to pee. I got to (laughs) go. But he's up there playing for four hours straight, right? So, you know, yeah. how are you going to do that? So, I don't know. No, I, I know. You just – a lot in those kind of places, you know, you, that's – that's 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 you, you you get your chops, you, you know. That's tough playing those bars like that, you know, that's for sure. I mean, we never really – I never really had to do that, I you know, but it would probably be an experience – probably would have been a gr- good growing experience in the beginning. I, I'll say that much for it. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Key West is a blast. Everybody oh, down yeah. there, from my experience, looks like a pirate. We're coming up on an hour now. I, actually, I, I guess uh, right at 40 minutes, uh, Zoom popped up and said, hey, uh, due to COVID, we're giving you as much time as you want. So uh, that's cool. So we didn't oh, know we, wow. we didn't get booted out after 40 minutes. So, uh, oh. But it's been an hour now, and it, it's, it's been cool talking and everything. And uh probably want to wrap it up so because i got to keep the, i got to keep the file size under a certain size you know so i can load it up to the internet mm-hmm. but, uh, right on. you know any yeah. any hey, scott i need just a moment and say I, I think this is really cool that you take the time to uh to do this you know uh they, I, I thought it was really cool when you did the podcast before i've i've listened to them all I, I think it's really great there are definitely people in the community that would love to hear these kinds of uh stories and questions and all i can say is thank you for including us and definitely continue doing it because i think uh i think it's great well yeah, thanks, and, Scott. and let me, let, wanted... me say, let me just say this about that mark because actually you're kind of the impetus of me doing this again because we were we were on the we were on the, that food crawl thing and rehope and then you said that to me and you're right i had done a couple of them and i didn't think anybody ever listened to them you know so i just quit doing it and we're walking around on this food thing, and Mark says, "Man, what you, you know? I, I love that you're doing the podcast." And, talk, and I'm like, "Oh shit, you know somebody is listening, I guess." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
I mean, I swear to God, you, 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 you're, you're the reason I started doing this again. And I, I, I started thinking about it and I'm like, I, somebody needs to talk to folks and, you know, cause I, I mean, Chuck and Danny, I got to get Scotty Smith on at some point. I got to get that done, you know? Yeah. That'd be oh, that, yeah. You know what? That kind of stuff. I, I, I gotta, ca- I gotta catch these guys, you know, and, and talk to them about, you know, their, their, you know, talk back through their history and, you know, I think, um, you know, we'll see where we'll see, we'll see where we go with it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, um, Joe had actually a good thing in the in the message. I just I just even saw that we had messages on there. But um, where where can people go check out the podcast? To so uh, I'll send you guys a link and let let you know when it's coming up and all that. But it'll it'll pop up on Facebook. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's on a um the the people that distribute it. I mean, it's all over the world actually, um, with some diff- different places and different you know different uh, uh, vendors in different countries. But uh, I'll let you guys know when it's coming out and all that, and send you a link and everything. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, people will tune in and uh, you know, and some good comments. I I keep asking everybody, please. Um, if you if you like the, the the podcast, if you go to iTunes, you know, give me a rating and and hit the star. You know how that goes; it it moves wow. me up the list. You know, so um, mm-hmm. it's it's just like it's a go- it's almost like Google. You know, the more the more likes you get, the further up the list you go. Mm-hmm. But um, so I appreciate having you guys on today. It's been real cool catching up with everybody, and uh, hopefully we get to see you real soon out there somewhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was awesome. Yeah. Hey, I hope you enjoyed my little catch up with the fellows from Bleach. And as promised from their CD appellation, this is Undecided.